I'm Lewis Hill. Welcome to Get Us to the Show. And I'm Clint Gibbons. And Clint, we're, we're back with another episode where we're drinking beer from the Wood Brothers Brewing. I got something uh, very special that gave me. It's called Hemlock Bull Volume 2. It's drink fresh, it says, which is, it's a strong beer, which, you know, if you've listened to my uh, craft beer joke, this, this one should send me over the moon. And what do you got going on? I've got a beer here that's called Wanna Lick. Yes. Psych. Whoa, no one's getting a lick off Gibbons tonight. But I'm looking at the description here, and it is uh, sweet cherries. Okay. Coconut. As you know, cherries are for assholes. Like, I've said this before on the pod. I love cherries. <laughs> okay. All right, good. <laughs> and I'm an asshole, so it all works. <laughs> Nobody's debating that. But, so we've got sweet cherries, coconut lime, watermelon, and ice cream. Oh, God. This is this is like your post-show snack. There. Yeah, like, no kidding. <laughs> all right, let's crack let's these crack bad em. boys. Oh, that eight percent went everywhere again. Oh, Jesus! Shit, this one, this one's red. Oh God! Yeah, yeah, like blood red. Look at that. Ooh wee! And look, so I, I know we talked about the Wood Brothers Brewing. Whoa, that is a. I, th- I feel like I just drank moonshine. That is. Yeah, yeah. I th- hold on. I gotta have a proper <laughs> sip here because I'm just licking the spray off my shirt. Yeah, I'm covered in beer right now, and it's uh, it's, it's like a weekday for me. What What do you think there, Clint Gibbons? It's interesting. <laughs> it's, um... <laughs> No, it, it literally tastes like I'm drinking a melted popsicle. Oh, yeah, there's nothing wrong with that. No, and it, so again, we talked about Wood Brothers last week, but they took some swings, man, with their beers. They sure did. Like in yeah. terms of craft breweries, like these guys took some chances, and I'm not gonna lie, there's there's a couple I had that I didn't like, but I at the same time I appreciate the the effort, right? Like. We t- a lot like we talked about Jeff Davis last week, right? Like they yeah. took some big swings, right? They hit some home runs. They struck out a couple of times, and but but for you, other people might like it. You know, that's and, right. Like I, the one in particular that I didn't like was their strawberry uh, or not uh, the chocolate stout they had. And I tried that, and I I didn't hate it. But yeah, and it was super strong, right? Like that was an eleven percent, I think. So. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, that's something special. That's where you do special things you didn't know about, you know? <laughs> yeah, but they they also had some really cool stuff. Like what was the one that I was uh, the peach Sunday? Yes. Like, it was almost like you were drinking an orange juice. Yes. Like, it, it tasted more like juice than it did beer. Well, a lot of their beers had, a, like, a citrus taste. Yeah. It. Yeah, it wonderful. And, you know, they talked about the dream of that brewery. They wanted people lined up to get their beers. Their beers were so yes. good, people would be lined up. Yeah. And I think they succeeded. These beers are wonderful. Yeah, so, but, like, the thought I had was, like, even this beer I'm having now, this uh, this Wanna Lick one. Yeah. Like, one is delicious, I don't know if I could have more than one in a sitting, They're, right? But they've got so many great different beers that I go to a place like that, I'm probably not going to drink the same beer all night anyway, right? Because I want to sample as much as possible. As like, much as possible. I love going down to a craft brewery and just ordering a flight. Yes, give me, 100%. Let me try six of them, right? And once I'm done these six, I'm going to try the other six. They're just little, they're little small glasses, right? They're taster sizes. So you can have, yeah. you can go home and say you had 38 beer. <laughs> is that how it works i don't even know how to do math I've, I've had one sip of an eight percent beer and i'm circling neptune this is something else i like it though and we gotta we gotta go back to wood brothers and just when we're not performing absolutely and just hang hang on that patio it's a great patio and it's fall it's the harvest let's uh let's have some craft beers but hey clint first of all before we get into the, this show you referred to me online because we call we call people Star Wars characters. Yes, you called me Qui Gon Jinn, but I meant it in the most complimentary way. I'm not saying it was an insult. I'm just curious where it comes from. Because, but for me, at, like I am a Star Wars level nine nerd. Yes. Okay. As you know, look around my room. It's Star Wars everywhere. But 
for me, sometimes, you know how you can get in your own way mm -hmm. and like you can, you're blinded by your own crapulence or whatever. And so you're not seeing where the person's coming from. What I'm saying is I think you're blinded by your own crapulence when you call me Qui-Gon Jinn, Clint. What are you talking about? Well, Qui-Gon Qui Jinn, Jesus. This <laughs> good fruity, beer. This good fruity beer. beer. Good Lord, man. Um, but yeah, Qui-Gon to me is one of the most important characters yes. in Star Wars, right? Okay. Like he's the one who chose to train Anakin. He's the one who found Anakin. He chose to train him. All right. He's the one who's responsible for the Force Ghosts, right? Being able that's to commute. True. So that's what I meant when I was calling you Qui-Gon Jinn. All right. It's a, you know, Plus he's a big, tall fella. Ooh, and he's uh, Qui-Gon. He's got a particular set of skills. He does, and he, he, was, he was played by Oscar Schindler, as you know, and, uh, the great actor. From World War Two, <laughs> have, <laughs> have you ever watched extras? Yes. Uh, that scene with Liam Neeson yes. coming in and telling Ricky Gervais and Stephen Merchant that he wants to get into comedy is, for my money, like three or four of the funniest moments ever on television. If you haven't seen it, just Google uh, Liam Neeson on extras, and it's it's brilliant. You will not regret it. Do you want you want to hear a neat story about uh, Schindler's List? <laughs> I hope in every conversation, a comedy uh, podcast uh, that's going to uh, delve into neat <laughs> stories about Schindler's List, not about the life event, but about the movie. So I, uh, my uncle John, does a lot of artwork for movies. Over your left shoulder, Clint. We'll post this picture online. That's a picture of my uncle John and Dan Aykroyd in the movie Nothing But Trouble. Nice, playing giant babies. Um, my uncle does a lot of artwork for films, a lot of the Ghostbuster stuff, designed a lot of the Ghost. Stay Puft Marshmallow Man is his. Right. Uh, Ecto-1 is his. Um, he lived with Dan here in Ottawa. They went to Carlton. Okay, so whatever. I get to go to dinner with Dan Aykroyd one night. And nice. We were in his trailer on this, before dinner, in his trailer on the set of Sci Factor. And it was back before cell phones were really big, and Dan had like this cell phone that was the size of like, Smaller than an Apple mouse. You know what I mean? It was yeah. this weird kind of fold thing. Anyway, it, it rings. And the cell phone rings. And he's like, his his assistant, Wally, who was just his old buddy. You know what I mean? And Dan brings all his buddies with him. Wasn't there. And he's like, Lewis, grab that. And I'm like, okay. Dan's cell phone. Yeah, one moment, please. And I'm like, ah, give it. It was Steven Spielberg on the other. Shut up. Yes, because they were pitching a show about this space thing. And my uncle was doing all the concept art for it. And he's like, it's going to be played by Mel Gibson. He's up for the lead. It was a whole thing. So I got to say, uh, yeah, here you go. Here's. Uh, I didn't know who it was at the time. But anyway, at dinner, Dan's talking a lot about different movies and Spielberg. And he said that uh, making Schindler's List was so like heart-wrenchingly terrible. Wait, like, was Dan Aykroyd in Schindler's List? No, but he was talking about Spielberg. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, so they made, when they made Save It Private, Private Ryan, it was just all fun, like all toys. Let's okay. go drive the half track. Nice, Let's go play nice. in the tank. And it was just like World War II fun. As you know, World War II was apparently very fun. <laughs> uh, but <laughs> compared to Schindler's List, yeah. So how about that? That's my, uh, I can get to Kevin Bacon in three, by the way. You know, everyone's okay. got the seven degrees. I think I have three. Okay. I acted with a guy in Butch Patterson who acted with Robert De Niro, and I think I get there from okay. there. And I can't remember how exactly, but what's, nice. your, what's your seven degrees to Kevin Bacon, people? Let us know. Uh, sorry, two things. So one cool story I heard about Schindler's List is that I guess Spielberg never graduated from college. He, you know, he went out and became the greatest filmmaker of all time. Right. Right. Uh, but I guess it was important to his mom that he graduates. Okay. So I guess, like, 
he re-enrolled in film school and submitted Schindler's List as his like end of year <laughs> project. Lewis, he got an A. <laughs> Did he get an A? He got an A. Oh man, Schindler's List! If you haven't seen it, go watch it. It's a uh... Good, yep, it's gone. Good book too. I got the book. If you want to borrow it, I don't, I don't know what I'm doing here with this <laughs> list. I do have it, but okay, okay. We're gonna talk now, Clint. We're yes. gonna talk about a, a very important show uh, about my Winnipeg Comedy Festival submission show, and uh, let's call it uh, "Welcome to My Therapy Session," people. So awesome, <laughs> is it? You should we should we move somewhere where you can lie down on a couch while you're telling me the story, and I could uh, take some notes and put on a tweed jacket. You should probably put on a tweed jacket. Doesn't matter. <laughs> well, we got beer, so this is yeah. good. Okay, so as you know, Clint, a, a theme in my life. I've been super busy. Yes, I've never been this busy in my life, and it's taking a toll on me. Now, when I signed up to do the Winnipeg <laughs> submissions, <laughs> I had the intent of writing a whole eight minute set, eight to ten minute set about <laughs> about the theme. Now, Clint, this did not happen. Lewis did not do his homework. See, I also, when I saw when I saw the the categories for the yes. because people that don't people that aren't comedians, like Winnipeg, Winnipeg Comedy Festival is a little bit different than like just for laughs or a different festival, right? Yeah. They don't just want you to go and perform your set. They it has to adhere to certain specific categories. So I've never had a category that I felt I could do justice. So I never had a submission. But this year when they came out, I'm like, there's two or three there that I think I can work with. And I fully intended to write a set and submit it the same way that you did. Yes. The difference is I realized I wasn't going to get it done. So I I didn't sign up for this show. Well, Clint, uh, I got to tell you, like real life gets in the way all all the time. And, uh, but it doesn't matter. You're either the comedian who gets it done and shows up or you're not. And I I wasn't. And so this is, this is all on me because every other comedian has real life issues as well. And that's why not everyone gets to do this. You can deal with the real life somehow and still write and get it done. But I feel like I dropped the ball and I know I dropped the ball because I did drop the ball, Clint. And, uh. I wrote at the last minute. Uh, I had a lot of things going on, whatever, not an excuse. I wrote at the last minute, and I tried to shoehorn some of my jokes into the theme, which was back in the day. Yeah. And what a, one of the mistakes I made is I really tried to stick hard to the theme. Okay. First of all, this this show was awesome. Everyone had amazing sets. Really, eh? Except for one person. Who was that? That was me. That was... Uh, <laughs> And I went up there, and I had people uh, show up that I knew, and they sat in the front row. Oh, I loved no. to see them. It was great. And they're, and they, they're like, hey, you're, you're right, like before the show. And I'm like, I don't know if I'm fully prepared. Like, I was already in my head, Clint. I was already in my own head, because I know what it's like to show up not as prepared as you should be. Well, you expressed it, because I was with you the night before. Yes. And you expressed some concern that you maybe weren't 100% prepared for this. Well, I wasn't. And I, I have a like one new joke that landed really well and a, a bunch of new stuff that will be jokes eventually, <laughs> but wasn't. Again, this isn't, there's no excuses. Life got in the way. That's not an excuse. Yep. Everyone has a life. Everyone has things going on. I did not do my homework and I got to feel. because <laughs> you're too busy watching Temptation Island. Well, there's that. Uh, there, was an, there was another threesome the other night. That's there, what you're saying. No, another one. There was another, another one. one. Yes. Threesomes are just getting boring at this point. I, it's neat how they will have the threesome and then go, nah, I think I want to work it out with my girl. <laughs> was the girl in the threesome? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> she may think differently. I don't know. <laughs> 
But anyway, Clint, here's the thing about being a comedian. It'll kick you in the goddamn teeth when uh-huh. it needs to. It, and uh, I needed a kick in the teeth, and I, I got it pretty good. I got it pretty good. And All right, let's build with the details here. I'm, I'm kicking up my feet. I'm going to turn my microphone off, I think, and just let you run with this. Oh fuck! Pass the Kleenex. Do, do the eight-minute set for me right now. Oh Jesus! Well, some of the jokes, some of the jokes really work. My cocaine joke fit in that, and it for sure it killed. And I added the tag along with it that was a callback to an earlier joke, and it killed. But so I did my set. I wasn't. Here's the other thing that happened to me. And this again, this isn't me making excuses. This is I'm looking in the mirror, going, "Man, you kind of fucking blew it, Hill." You know, and you. <laughs> Sit in the suck because you deserve this shit, and it hurts, Clint. You know what it's like. It yeah, hurts. Yeah. It's it's a shitty feeling. It sucks, especially when everyone did awesome. The neat thing about a lot of comedians. What was your confidence level? Because to me, like, not great. Okay, because I the that sucks. But I hate when I go up there and I deliver something that I think is hilarious, and just crickets. Yeah, there was stuff I knew wasn't finished. Okay, but I. I still wanted to give this the college try because, look, I can quit, but I, I've committed to pay money to the videographer mm-hmm. yeah, at this yeah. point. I've committed to do things. I'm going to show up, and if if I eat shit, that's on me. Yep. You know what I mean? I'm still going to pay my money. I'm still going to get my video, and people are going to be like, Lewis will never make Winnipeg after that video, but let me tell you, I'm the best editor Ottawa's ever seen. Hells yeah. It's going to have like explosions, a laugh track, a 21-gun salute. It's going to have the Care Bear stare for reasons I don't even know yet. <laughs> Winnipeg. I'm going to be headlining Winnipeg, believe me. But uh, no, it was neat. I didn't really have the, tr- the transitions down between jokes. Fair. About like, because I really wanted to enforce the theme yeah. every chance I got, which I, I think was kind of dumb. Also, I'm exhausted and I made bad decisions. This is fine. But when I'm waiting to go up, I got my phone. I'm going over my set, going over my set. Clint, I'm getting all these emails and messages for two different things that are going on that are not great. Oh, shit. Yeah, and it's pissing me off. Ugh. And uh, I'm not in the right headspace. Anyway, I get a, again, this is all my own fault. Mm-hmm. This is stupid. I, I should have everything written down in a notepad and throw my phone in the garbage. I get up there, and I'm nervous. And my friends, I see their face, and I know they can see it. And it's not, you, know, you, you kind of already blew it. You shot yourself in the foot before because, listen, if I just would have showed up as prepared as I could be, yeah, I wouldn't be going through this. But now I'm going through it. And I get some laughs. I get some good stuff. Yep. It, it, it's good. I didn't kill nearly as hard as anyone else on the show. Okay. Um, Lewis was the weakest link. I would be voted off the island if that was the... That's what we were doing. You're comparing, like, so you're mixing your metaphor here because you went like the weakest link, which is a game show. All terrible Survivor. reality shows, basically. It's not Temptation Island or, I, or I Vampire. I like the weakest link with that that miserable broad from uh, England there. That yeah. Oh, yeah. She wasn't super clever, and nobody ever. I, one guy went after her, and I think the guy that did owned her. But I'm just like, yeah, yeah, she's yeah. not that smart. She's yeah, not yeah. that clever. You're the weakest link. Goodbye. Yeah. Yeah, I was the weakest link. Anyway, here's the, here's the hard part about eating shit on stage. And, you know, everyone tells you, nah, it wasn't that bad, but we'll, you know. we'll get there. You know. I know when I do good, and I know when I do bad. And, you know, Tavis is hosting. Tavis Mapleson, the Ottawa comedy Yoda, as, That's right. he, as you guys know. And he gives me, like, the biggest introduction in the world. Like, you guys are going to love this guy. He's amazing. He just, he talked to Steven Spielberg on the phone. You know, his uncle was in Ghostbusters. You're going to love him. I, uh, <laughs> he may have said that. He may not. And uh, when I got off the stage, you know when the host uh, gives you the fist bump or the handshake and yeah. says, good set, 
And you know, you know when Tavis is lying to you, uh-huh. and it's not great because you know you don't have to say it. I know, I know what this was. Anyway, I get off. I head right to the bar, <laughs> right to the back. I get a beer, and I just sit there, and I'm like, I deserve this. This isn't great. I kind of hate it. The people go up after me. They do amazing. Um, everyone gives me the fist bumps in the back. Hey, good set, good set. Yeah, yeah. And even Tavis comes back and says, "Good set, buddy." And I'm like, I fucking hated that set. And then he kind of could release the fact that, yeah, you know, yeah. I don't have to lie to you anymore. You know what happened up oh, there. Oh, good. You're, you you have some self-awareness. Yeah, yeah. You, you know what's going on. So I sit back and I wallow in my own crapulence for a little bit, Clint. <laughs> and uh, I was beat before I got up there. Do you know what I mean? Yep. yep. And uh, for a lot of reasons, my own goddamn fault. And it would hurt less if I had a heckler or if someone iced the crowd <laughs> Or if, it, or, or if it wasn't my fault, but it's my fault, and I fucking blew it, and I hate it. I feel like I let people down. Whatever. Uh, I let myself down, and I I have to own it and be hard on myself because I'll, I will look for an excuse. I'll be like, yeah. oh, no, no. I just I was busy. Who cares? Yep. There's people who are busy who show up all the time. Oh, I had other shit going on. So does every fucking other person. You deliver or you don't, yep. and you're funny or you're not. And I was half funny and half not. And uh, so I sat there. And then I got, you know, I didn't get over it, but I, I'm like, well, I really want to enjoy the show yeah. and, and support the other people performing. So Where were you in the lineup? Uh, near the top? Near the bottom? Middle? Near the bottom. Okay. Like, like kind of like right after halfway, it was me. Okay. And I followed Glennis Marshall, uh, did really well, does the music thing, yep. which was always weird too, because I'm like, do I want to follow music? Because when people follow my music, and again, this isn't me making an excuse, I'm good enough, I could follow anything. Yeah. But I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> And I, I, like, I messed up some words, and it was a whole, dude, I was so, anyway, I'm enjoying the comedians, and I see, last is Bobby Knuff, and Bobby did what I wanted to do, in that he took a theme and wrote a 10-minute set about no that theme. Because he's Bobby Knuff. Oh, and that's what, that, that was my, so in, good. that was my intention. And uh, it was so neat watching it, and I'm like, I need to get on one of these immediately again, yeah. and do it right. As soon as I put this other stupid work contract to bed that's driving me, anyway, I'm never working again after this. You know, like this is, so that was, uh, I felt terrible. And here's, uh, Clint, give me your thoughts on what you've heard so far. Cause I need a, I need a sip of beer here. Listen, you and I are in the same vein where we're our own worst critic. So my gut tells me it was better than you think it was. The, the way you're looking at me now, you're like, you're wrong, motherfucker. But... But wait, Clint, it gets worse. Oh, good. <laughs> so I'm sitting I mean, there. not good for you personally, but no, great for the podcast. No, this is this is wonderful. Um, so I'm sitting in the back. To my right is uh, Mike Bombay. Yep. Well, I love Mike Bombay. I don't get to see him as much as I usually do. At, uh, spending a lot of time in Guam, I guess. Yeah, <laughs> in Guam. But he had a great set. And he like it's so fun to watch him. I think he's so funny. And yep. he had a, such a wonderful set. He sat next to me. Now the show is over. People are filing out. I could see my friends waiting to talk to me, but they're looking weird. You know what I mean? Like, they're uh, like, ah! How do we play this? <laughs> how do we play this? I did end up talking to them, and my buddy Ian, who, who's pretty straight with me, he's like, you seemed like you were in your own head, and you couldn't get out of your own way up there. And I'm like, yeah, fair. That's that, fair. That's fair. Good good assessment. Thank, yeah. you, thank you for not blowing smoke up my ass. Yeah. This is wonderful. So I gave them a bunch of dates for future shows. Said, Please come to this and let me <laughs> redeem myself for you because I got some big shows coming up, especially musical comedy shows. We'll talk about that later. Um, and you're you're the king of redemption shows. <laughs> I'm redemption. <laughs> I'm Redemption Island. 
I don't, I don't know what that is. Here's the thing, Clint. If I was a little more consistent, I wouldn't need redemption, redemption shows. You know what I mean? What if I was just funny all the time? Anyways. But I'm glad they were honest with you too, right? Because nothing pisses me off worse than somebody telling me good set after I clearly didn't have a good set. Yeah. And it's one thing for like, it, you know, somebody who's not seen you often for them to say good set, that's one thing. It's when other comics do it. Yes. Like, you know I'm better than this. Like, you yes. know that this, you know that wasn't good. Don't don't but, placate me. But other comics also know sometimes shit, whatever. You got shit going on, whatever. Stuff happens. Yeah. And for me, that was, I wasn't prepared enough. That's all this was. Yeah. Now, the people who came out, my friends, uh, Ian and Steph, we did a pod here one time, and then we went to a New Talent Showcase where, mm -hmm. I, where I was featuring. Yeah. And they were there, and I remember okay. you met them. Yeah. I told you, Clint, I'm like, they haven't seen me in so long. I'm not doing any stuff they've heard before. And I, I featured and did all new stuff. And I, yep. mur I murdered that room. Absolutely. And so that's the last time they saw me. <laughs> so they come and they're like, ah, you okay, Lewis? Do you need a hug? You know, anyway, <laughs> thank them for being honest with me. Uh, they're going to come see me at a different musical uh, comedy show, the, the Logan Brown. Uh, oh, the Live on Elgin? The Live on Elgin nice. show. It's going to be huge. October 29th, I believe. Get your tickets. Well, let's sell this thing out. We're, we got a lot of crazy thing, a lot of rehearsal happening. It's going to be a lot of secret stuff happening. It's going to be, you're going to want to see this show, folks. Yeah, you know what? I, we've talked about I'm actually putting it in my calendar right now because I don't want to miss that show. All right. So you keep talking while I put this in my calendar. Well, Clint, here's the thing. It, it actually gets worse. Um, oh, no. Oh, yes. <laughs> I thought we were done. No, like, it's still... How are we going to fill the rest of the podcast? It's, it's, it got worse when my friends knew I sucked, and it gets worse. So I'm sitting with Bombay, as I said. People are filing out. Now, this uh, woman who comes out to me, clearly uh, a little bit in her cups, which yep. I, I support this. This is wonderful. Uh, she goes, hey, uh, gives me a fist bump and says, good, good set. <laughs> And I'm like, thanks. And I'm down. Like I'm yeah, yeah. I'm down. I have no I have nothing left. You know, I'm just sitting there. Uh and she goes, you know, I gotta say, I go to comedy all the time. I go to yuck yucks all the time. I've seen you a hundred times. You are so good. I really thought you'd do good tonight. <laughs> <laughs> I feel that. I have a visceral, like physical reaction to hearing that for you. And I said, oh, I know. <laughs> and she said, no, you don't understand. I've seen you so many times. You are so funny. I said, thanks. And she said, no, no. I think you tried to CBC it up too much to get it. She goes, you're not a CBC material. You're more darker. <laughs> yeah, you're not wrong. But all, no, I was unprepared. This is, yeah, this yeah. is all this was. So Bombay, sitting to my right, is listening to this. <laughs> and he can't take anymore. He goes, lady. You think you need to tell him this. You do not need to tell him this. This is like the worst right now. So she starts insistent. No, no, you don't understand. This guy is so funny. Oh Just my God. not tonight. And she goes on and on to the point, like Bombay defended me. And then Bombay left because he couldn't take any more. And no now, shit. And Clint, I'm I'm a broken human being at this point. I'm just sitting there. I got, I got a, ah. a, a can of beer in my hand. And I'm just sitting there going, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and she just goes on and on about, no, you don't understand. You are funny. I don't even understand how you could do that bad up there. And she goes, and I quote, when I saw you come to the stage, I told everyone at my table, this guy's going to win oh. this. He's going to win this. Now, this isn't a competition. I don't know, I don't know what, what game show we were playing, 
But uh, so this is just, and to me at this point, Clint, I'm like, I deserve this. This is, this will help me later. This will light a fire under my ass. I'm going to sit here and take it. So I just keep saying, yep, you're right. I agree. This is great. And uh, that's how it went. But Amazing. wait, Clint. No. But wait, it there's gets, more. It gets worse. <laughs> it's like we're on the price is right. And they're, it's the showcase showdown. And like, and there's more. <laughs> Holy fuck. So beside her is this dude. This dude who she's with, she's hanging out with, whatever. I, 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 whatever. Younger than her, but I think he identifies as gay. If he doesn't, I'm sorry. I don't know. I was out of my head at the, the point. This guy is laughing his head off because there's nothing funnier to him than seeing my humiliation <laughs> by his friend. Like, I mean, you know when a, you know when Kermit the Frog laughs and his head splits in half and he, yeah, yeah. Ah! <laughs> this guy, there's nothing funnier than me being decimated by this drunk woman. He's the, remember that word we we learned last week, Schadenfreude. This is what I said. <laughs> I said stick around for the episode because these people are Schadenfreuding all over in my mouth. They're Schadenfreuding right in my face. So, if we know any animators, <laughs> Jeff Davis, <laughs> Jeff Davis, if you could make a video or a, a picture of somebody Schadenfreuding in Lewis's mouth, well, first of all, let me just say. Uh, we would pay you. We pay for art. Absolutely. We're not those people. Hey, you're good at art. Can you just do it for us? And then, <laughs> but this guy, I, I'm telling you, Clint, there's no, and if I had any kind of self-esteem left at the point, you know, when, when a dude's laughing that hard in your face about how miserable you are, yep. you know, I would have said something, but I'm like, yeah, okay, this is, this is all par for the course at this point. <laughs> and I just sat and I went, Yeah. Yeah, and I swear it was about eight minutes. No, so roughly the amount of time that you tortured them, <laughs> they decided to torture you. I deserve that too. You needed Bombay in the back with a light. <laughs> but like I said, Bombay tried to protect me, but then he even he couldn't take it. Yeah, He's yeah. like, oh my god, you know. And God bless Bombay. God, I love that guy. Um, so that was me. And then it took them a while to leave. And when she finally went to leave, she said. Oh my God, I'm going to see you at Yuck Yucks when I'm sober and you're going to, this is going to be a terrible meet. And I'm like, oh yeah, oh yeah, this is, this is not great anymore. It's a shame we didn't get their names so we could tag them in this episode. (laughs) Can you imagine if they listen? (laughs) But again, this dude just, and I'm just looking and I'm just like defeated enough and I know it's my own fault that I'm just sitting in this going, (laughs) yeah, whatever. Whereas... Had I did good and had it been someone else's fault, I would have been like, hey, dude, I'm going to throw you out of this place in a second if you don't shut the fuck yeah, up. Yeah, 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 yeah. But he's just like dying. <laughs> he can't He can't believe it. Well, that's how my Winnipeg. <laughs> so I'll so see, I'll did see you, you did, in Winnipeg. Did you book the flight? <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, I booked the flight. I should probably hitchhike there, as a matter of fact. Oh, shit, that's awesome. Because we've, as a comic, we've all been there, right? We've all oh, yeah. we've all had the shitty sets. <laughs> what, would you consider that the worst that you've had or the worst feeling post-show? Uh, yeah, definitely up there. Only because I was trying to achieve something. Fair. And I knew going in, I had already let myself down. That's uh, fair. But the neat thing about a, a lot of the other comedians, and which I, in hindsight, was really smart, is they just did hilarious sets. And then it's, I, I'm not sure, but some of them were like, well, we'll figure out the category later. Oh. And then they'd tell me, I think I'm going to go this category. I'm like, God damn, that works so good. I'm yeah. Like, should I just have done my whole set? Yeah, that's fair. And uh, I didn't want to do that. I wanted yeah. this to be an exercise in trying something new. 
and I really want to do what Bobby Knuff did and write a whole new kind of thing. And I, I want to be able to do that. And uh, we're going to come back from this stronger. But this reminds me, let me tell you a story, Clint. This reminds me of a time 12 years ago and roughly 30 pounds ago, I was uh, <laughs> competing in a thing called the Submission Fight League in Gatineau. That sounds playful. Oh, yeah. Very playful. <laughs> very uh, no-gi grappling, you know, s- submissions and uh, locks and chokes and throws and all that. You compete once a month. You get ranked. And, you know, the higher you go... Mm-hmm. You compete for the championship at the end. I was trying to get a fight for October, and I couldn't get what I didn't have an opponent. October 29th, I believe, was the, the date of the, this thing, and I got October 28th, the promoter, who's a huge superstar right now, Dave LaDuke. He's the king of Lethway. He's a, the bare-knuckle boxing really? champion of the planet. But he sent me a message. He's like, hey, I know you were looking for a fight. I finally got you one, like the night before. And I said, oh, shit. and I'm like, ah, do I take this? But And here's the thing. I was training for a Muay Thai fight, that eventually fell through. It didn't happen in Montreal. Uh, so I was doing no grappling whatsoever at this time. But I said, yeah, I want to fight. Yeah. Like, I just want to I want to get out there and fight. Yeah. Okay, I got this guy, Eric Coyolo, for you. Now, I know Eric. Okay. Eric trains a TriStar. Eric has the body type that I hate fighting. Short, stocky, strong as an ox. I didn't know how strong until I got there. <laughs> uh, but I showed up with zero preparation. I showed up with no corner. I showed up with no teammates. <laughs> I went by myself. He took me down immediately, and he got me in what's called a straight arm bar, which is a muscle move. Okay, there, there's submissions where you use their weight against mm-hmm. them, and this and that. This is a muscle move. You got to be strong to pull this off, and it's my move, quite frankly. Okay. And he got me in this. You get it from half guard, and you kind of straighten their arm. And he, I'm like, you think you're gonna get this, buddy? And he broke my arm. Pop. Oh no, shit. Pop. And he let go right away. I didn't have to tap. He let go. He's like. <gasps> Is your arm okay? Like, he didn't want to break my arm. Of course. But, you know, you're, you're fighting. Things mm-hmm. happen. Uh, and I was so mad at myself for the, this feeling I'm having about not being prepared. I had right then, and you get, in the submission fight league, you get three uh, submissions, and then you're out. And I, okay. said, I said, let's go. Let's start again. I'm, gonna, I'm getting this back. With the broken arm. Yeah, it popped back in. Okay. It hyperextended, popped okay. back in, and the capsule broke or whatever. Didn't work well. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Wasn't my smartest thing, Clint. But I was so uh, unprepared and mad at myself at the time. And then he got me in a, a, a normal arm bar where, you know, he rolled from the mount and took the arm, the same arm, and I tapped right away. I'm like, oh, this yeah. arm's fucked. And he knew it. Yeah. He knew to attack that arm. And then when he went, I was so, like, dejected and felt terrible. As soon as he started taking my back in the third, I'm like... Yeah, I'm just going to give it to him. And I let him have it. Okay. And he won all these awards for submission of the night, per- oh. performance of the night. And I sat there by myself just going, yeah. And I shook his hand. I'm like, hey, yeah, that was awesome. You kicked my ass. Yeah. Perfect. Clint, I think about that every day. Because Eric Carolo is a wonderful fighter. He's a pro fighter now. You know, he beats me nine times out of ten. Mm-hmm. But I could have given better than that. And I didn't because yeah. I was unprepared. I was cocky. And I went in thinking, blah, blah, blah. And as I was walking up to the mats, I was thinking about this video I was editing. I'm like, oh, what if I put a glow effect on that? That's like, not the right I thing to do. I wasn't there. <laughs> I wasn't there. And that's how I was with this. And so I, I never thought I would make that mistake again because I think about that fight every day. 
and I made it again. And now I'm going to think about that fucking bomb every goddamn day. So here's a question. What hurt more, getting your arm snapped because you weren't prepared or the thinky pain, to quote Mark Marin, of... Thinky. Uh, yeah. Thinky pain I'm all with the you day. 100%. And my arm's still not perfect. It's still got a little whatever in it. And uh, it's it's Facebook, right? So you see yourself in his profile picture after getting choked out and oh. getting, you know. It's a, the, did you share that picture with me at some I point? I did I think, Yeah, that that's right. I remember that one. But it's a good one. I mean, getting your ass kicked is, for me, the best way to learn things. So I got my ass kicked at the Winnipeg taping. And I got my ass kicked by Eric Coyolo. And I'm going to think about those two things. Every day till the day I die, and it's going to make me better somehow because I never want to feel that again. Yeah, I've got secondhand pain for you, right? Because <laughs> I know what it's like because I've, I've been there, right? And any comic, every comic has been there where you get off stage and you just, you wallow in it. You're, you're mad at yourself. You're not, yeah. like, listen, we've all done shows that are shitty shows, right? And like- Everybody does poorly. Like, you know what? The the lighting was bad. The sound was awful. There's nothing I could have done. Whatever. These shows happen sometimes. But it's like you were saying, the show where everybody else does well and you don't, then you know it's your fault. And, <laughs> and not only well, they, they killed. They did so good. It was such a good show, Clint. And here's the, here's the thing. After Eric uh, broke my arm and was receiving trophies and yeah, fight of the night stuff. I was sitting by myself, like at the end of the uh, gymnasium where we were, just by myself, no teammates, no nothing, just kind of sulking. And when this lady was telling me how funny I am, but wasn't tonight, all the other comedians were taking a group picture off to, oh, the, no. off to the side, <laughs> taking a big party. Well, this was the best show we've ever seen. Let's take a celebratory picture. And I'm being- Should we wait for Lewis? No. No, we shouldn't <laughs> wait for Lewis. And you know what? Fair play to them for doing that. That's This is uh, where I'm at right now. So I need, a, I need a show to come back to. Now, I'm doing a Legion. I love Legion shows. Uh, you, you, you do great at Legion. But getting back to, to you, that, that feeling after the show, the worst show I ever did, uh, I was coming off like a stretch of, of really strong shows. I was, I was an up-and-comer in Sudbury, as, as they yeah. say, right? And I just... I uh, kind of got cocky, right? And didn't prepare myself all that well. And I'm like, because the material was written. I didn't need to write anything new for the show, but it just, I hadn't been, because suddenly the stage time was few and far between, right? right? So a lot of times there's four weeks, six weeks between shows. So I'm like, I got this. The last time I did 20 minutes, it went great. So I get booked to, <laughs> to feature this show. And, and you I'm, got your arm broke by yeah, Eric I got Coyolo. my arm broke. And I'm like, I'm forgetting <laughs> transitions. I'm missing punches. And it was oh. just, it was bad. And it was my fault that it was bad. So again, I know the feeling. I get off stage and, uh, Everybody's having drinks and they're having a good time afterwards. And I'm just like, I'm going home. I, yeah. I, I'm like, I'm going to go stop at McDonald's, get my McDoubles, and I'm going home. So I'm sitting at home. Fuck, I didn't have McDoubles. Well, I know. Well, actually, Kath made me a whole pizza. Oh, but, nice. Because that's, yeah. Nice. Sadness and pizza go together. That's right. Know. Yeah. <laughs> but I, so I'm sitting there and like, sometimes the, the wife will be up when I get home. She'll ask me how the show is going, but she was out cold and I'm like, ah, uh, so I'm just going to. Sit down and watch some TV, have another snack. And this was before my uh, before my gummy days, so that didn't help take the edge off either. Yeah, no kidding. But I'm, I'm sitting there, and I remember the thought coming to my head. I'm like, I am really depressed about this. I need somebody to talk to about this. I considered calling the kids' helpline because I remember the number from being a kid. I knew they were open 24 hours. I had it written on my bookshelf as a <laughs> exactly. teenager. Yes. I never called them when I was a teenager, but you saw the commercials, and I'm like... 
I could pretend I'm a teenager who's sad about something. Oh god! <laughs> but I didn't, and I, I obviously got over it. Uh, and it, it helped because uh, I I hadn't had anything booked for a while, and there was a, a really shitty open mic in Sudbury that I never did. But it was like two days later, and I'm like, I, I just need to get back up there. Like I need to go yeah. and cleanse my palate of this horrible night. So I went up to this shitty open mic. Uh, I think there was eight people in the crowd and more comics than than uh than attendance but you know that i app, went up yeah. and I, I had those eight people laughing and that was good enough for me so well i think i might crash myself. the new talent showcase this week and uh <laughs> you know we'll see uh, they like me there they will see if they can put me on whatever i think we need to transition into what i learned this week clint what did you learn this week well clint i learned that uh <laughs> lewis you know when you're not ready um, but I learned one thing I did like about what I did is I followed through yeah, and sat in the suck and didn't beat up someone laughing their head off right in my face like I was a living punchline because it was my fault. So I learned if you never want to feel this way again, having your arm broken <laughs> and getting the shit kicked out of you yeah. or getting the shit kicked out of you by the audience and then the audience after... You need to be prepared. And it's easy to make, a mil- life comes at you and it's easy to go, I'm too busy, I don't understand. And we all know I'm busy, who cares? Yep. It doesn't even matter. You either make it work or you don't. Are you gonna be the person who makes it work or the person who doesn't? And I feel like I got kicked in the teeth exactly when I needed to. And it sucks, Clint. It sucks hard, but uh, we're gonna use this for a light of fire under my ass and uh, yeah, absolutely. Get, Take it and use, it, use it. it as motivation, man. That's it, yeah. Because because uh, there's nothing like hating yourself to really make yourself better. You know? <laughs> <laughs> use that as fuel, man. Prove them wrong. 100%. Prove them wrong. Prove and, them wrong. Uh, I, I, I didn't feel funny, and it's a whole thing. When you bomb that bad, it's like, am I even funny? Can I even do this? What's going on? And, you know, you have all these crazy thoughts, and you, you go off the rails a bit. But uh, look out. That's all I'm going to say. Have uh, Have they sent you the video yet? No, they haven't sent me the video. But I, like I said, I'm a good editor. There's going to be a t- <laughs> there's, there's going to be a whole thing. Optimus Prime's going to show up for some reason. <laughs> it's going to look like those uh, those streamers online that like they're talking, but there's a video game playing underneath them. You got like three graphics going. Yes, yes, 100%. <laughs> Somebody's playing Crash Bandicoot underneath your set. I'm going to put uh, yeah, just so much information in the video. They won't even be, understand what's happening. The Dow Jones ticker. Close captioning. <laughs> this just in. Obama arrested. <laughs> somebody, doing, somebody doing fake sign language off to the side. Logan Brown's playing a solo for some reason. <laughs> Nobody can understand. Yeah, that's uh, real life kick me in the teeth, but... Uh, Let's move on and give a guts punch, Clint, because I got a good guts punch for this okay. uh, uh, episode. Fire away. We're going to give a, a, the guts punch right to Scotty Yarwood, right in his guts, because I, I tell you, that, that kid's awesome. He slayed at this thing. Really, eh? And uh, he's been so supportive of me. You know when someone messages you the next day and says, hey, I know you're being hard on yourself, but you're just saying I really bombed. Okay. <laughs> no, yeah, yeah. But, no, but he also has a million things going on right now that aren't great. He still went up there and slayed, and I love this kid. Nice. He's he's such a good kid, and he's so goddamn funny, and he's so generous, and he's so awesome. Nice. So big old guts punch right in the guts of Scotty Yarwood. How about that? Attaboy, Scotty. Yeah. So that's that's my episode, Clint. Uh, Hopefully next week we get to talk about something a little better. I have nothing but the utmost confidence that... We're going to have great shows to talk about the next time we get together. And I, and I feel like, you know, if, if we ever make it really big, 
this episode will be huge. Yes, of course. <laughs> of course. And I hope people share it as one of the greatest bombs of all time because uh, every comedian knows what it's like to bomb. If anybody has a, any advice about how to juggle life and comedy, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm humbled enough now to take it. So please and, send, it your, send it my way, please. And also, if you were that woman that was talking to Lewis after yeah. the show and you somehow listen to this episode, please gutspod at gmail.com we'd love to hear your take on it we'd love to hear and I, and I want to get a, you a t-shirt that says no no you have no idea you're so funny <laughs> <laughs> thanks for listening everyone I'm the artist formerly known as Diamond Lewis Hill <laughs> and I'm Clint Gibbons we'll see you next time anything can happen when you